Maybe, like me, you are starting to learn the art of pleasure, sensuality, and tapping into your joy. Many of us were not set up with the best belief systems to really access that, and that's where this healing journey really begins. In this episode, I bring on the beautiful Victoria Richmond to illuminate this conversation. Welcome to the Cyclical Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and the leading expert in women's cyclical health and menstruation. Let's get started. Welcome back, gorgeous friends, to the Cyclical Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm especially excited that you've tuned into this episode because this was a conversation I was so excited to have, and I can finally share it with all of you. Pleasure and sensuality are big topics, and while many of us probably grew up feeling like those were very taboo, very dirty, or even shameful, I think if we're all honest, many of us have been on this journey of discovering our own pleasure and sensuality. Maybe we're exploring that within the safety of our relationship, or maybe we are single right now and focusing on learning really how to pleasure ourselves, how we can tap into our own sensuality and even do all things with a sense of joy and pleasure. At least that's the journey I have also been on in my own life. The guest I got to bring on today's episode is the beautiful Victoria Richmond. Her work is absolutely extraordinary. She has one of my favorite Instagram accounts, but if you are not familiar with her, she is a pleasure guide, a feminine embodiment guide, a womb healer, and a shadow alchemist. She has a deeply rooted passion for guiding women to reclaim their pleasure, heal their wombs and their yonis, awaken and embody their feminine and masculine energies, birth their soul's work into the world, and fully embody the queen that they are. You know, with a bio like that, <laughs> the conversation is going to be really potent and beautiful. In this episode, we talked about how to tap into our own pleasure and sensuality, release shame, lean more into our feminine if we feel like we're operating in our masculine energy or our wounded feminine, and what the difference is between sex and true sacred sex. This episode is absolutely beautiful, and if you enjoy this episode, be sure to tag both of us on Instagram. So find a beautiful, grounding place to listen to this episode and just let yourself receive. Hi, Victoria. It is a huge, huge honor to have you on the podcast and to have this opportunity to learn from you. How are you today? I am so, so well, so excited to be in this space with you and just talk about all the things. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Yay. This is so exciting. I have been wanting to talk to someone about sensuality and bliss and tapping into pleasure and you exude that through and through. So I know you're the perfect mm. person to welcome into this space because uh, you just you. drip in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad that my essence and my energy is is felt, you know, mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. So you talk a lot about, you know, pleasure, sacred sensuality, female magnetism. Did you always feel like this was accessible to you or did you come from a background where it was the very polar opposite and you had to unlearn a lot to get here? You know, I think I was naturally imbued with this energy as soon as I was born. <laughs> um, um, but I was born into a really interesting household that was half Jehovah's Witness and half agnostic spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in the Jehovah's Witness community, sexuality and sensuality is very demonized. It's taboo. Um, it's just not accepted, really, mm -hmm. um, especially self-pleasure or masturbation. 
Um, they specifically um, tell you that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I also had that natural balance as well. Um, the other half of, you know, agnosticism. So I still had that, so, you know, societal and cultural um, programming um, that my sexuality and sensuality was bad, mm-hmm. but it was this natural essence that I feel I was born with. Um, and it just stayed with me and really got amplified as I came into my womanhood, you know, and it, you know, my teen years. And I learned that it is a power, it's an energy. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to, I would say, unconsciously utilize it um, for attention or things. You know, it's kind of like the shadow aspect, um, the shadow side of female sensuality and sexuality. Um, And you see this a lot in our culture too. Um, And so over time, as my consciousness expanded and grew um, just through my journey, I started to understand the energetics of it and the sacredness and the spirituality behind your sensuality and sexuality, especially as women. Um, And so now that's what I teach. Um, But yeah, it's just very natural to me. And that's normally where your dharma or your life's purposes (laughs) Mm -hmm. is the thing that you could just talk about for hours and that you've always been interested in, have always um, embodied and explored. And so that's what brought me to this work, really. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, that it was always just part of who you were. And so even though you were surrounded by some beliefs that sex was dirty, bad, that, you know, pleasure was kind of a secondary thing to everything else that you were still really so tapped into it. And obviously you're living your dharma. So it's pretty clear. (laughs) Yes. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. I resonate with your story a lot in that I grew up in rural Utah. So it was, yeah, sex was such a dirty thing. And I was just talking to a client about this, that I was teaching her how to, how to start tracking her cervical mucus. And she was sharing, she was having a lot of issues with even touching her yoni, you know, and looking at her mucus because mm-hmm. her whole life she's been taught to never look down there, don't touch down there. It's, it's wild how much, you know, we're, how, how deeply this wound is in that pleasure is not okay. It's not safe. Yeah. in this kind of intrinsic disconnection to our bodies that we've been programmed with as women, but in general, um, man or woman. And it's, that's really where the dysfunction lies is, um, especially in terms of femininity, um, which I know you wanted to talk about um, and embodying your feminine, the feminine is very body-based Um, obviously connected to your womb, which is the center of your womanhood, what it means to be a woman. So it's, it's this, um, really prevalent programming that your body is bad. Um, you should be in your head more often, be thinking (laughs) Mm -hmm. less being, um, and yeah, that your whole sense of womanhood is, is bad and it's, it's dirty, um, your womb space, but also your sexuality and your sensuality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. How would you yeah. describe the act of being sensual or living in your pleasure? What would that look or feel like? Hmm. It feels like divinity to me, at least. Mm-hmm. And I always say that sex itself, the act, is a portal to God or the universe or spirit or source, whatever you want to call it, um, because it's this ever 
pervasive life force energy that is imbued within everything, a flower, um, your womb space, the love you share with your partner, um, the love a mother has for her child. Um, it's this orgasmic bliss that everyone wants, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they try and get it through alcohol or drugs or, you know, whatever means, um, when it really is intrinsic and our bodies were built for it and our spirits were built for it. It's just about removing these barriers. And so, yeah, for me, it's just this orgasmic bliss and energy that you can tap into at any time, anywhere, not just in the bedroom or when you're having sex with someone. Um, it's this feeling of nature itself. And yeah, just bliss. That's, that's the main word that comes to mind is just bliss and that a natural high that is easily accessible, um, the work, you know, the more work that you do on yourself. Um, and so I always say like pleasure and sensuality is just a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's not, um, only reserved for the bedroom. Like I mm -hmm. feel it when I make my cacao in the morning, I feel it when I commune with God and meditation. I feel it when I dance, I feel it when I connect to the earth and, you know, lay my womb to the earth or when I'm making love with my beloved. So it's, it's everywhere all the time. It's just about removing these barriers um, to be able to access that, that level of consciousness, really. Mm -hmm. And that is yeah. what everyone desires. Everyone craves to feel that. I think a lot of people, myself mm -hmm. included, though, learned in life that, you know, it's better to be logical. It's better to operate in your masculine. It's safer to be rigid and to have a plan. Mm -hmm. How do people begin to tap into that feminine or learn that there is safety in being versus doing? Yes. So to tap into the feminine, it's really about, as I mentioned previously, tapping into the body. Um, the body is where the energy lies. Um, it's where, and I'll explain to first, you know, what the feminine is to me and my mm -hmm. definition of the feminine and the masculine, just to be clear. So to me, the feminine is the energy and the masculine is the cup or the vessel mm -hmm. and the feminine pours into that container, that safety, that structure, that stability, um, of the masculine and so the feminine is just that life force energy and it's flow, it's creativity. It's like I said, sexuality, sensuality, um, feeling based, body based. It's being instead of doing the masculine is action oriented and very concerned with, like I said, structure, security, um, logic, very head based. Mm -hmm. um, so in order to start to access the feminine, I always begin with your relationship to your body, um, because it's the feeling, it's the emotion, that's the feminine, it's the energy in motion, which is the root of the word emotion. So beginning with the body and learning to disconnect from your head and just feel and not have to think. Um, and that comes through, you know, sensuality. And if you look at the root of the word sensuality, it's sense-based. So touch, smell, uh, taste, um, hearing, and looking at how you interact with those senses and whether or not you indulge them. Um, and 
really amplify your capacity for pleasure of all kinds. Um, so yeah, it's really body-based, the feminine. That's a just basic, easy place to start, to start to balance and heal your masculine and feminine polarity within yourself and also externally as well, if you're in a relationship too. Mm-hmm. I hope I answered your question. No, you did. You did. <laughs> I can be very feminine in conversation and just go all these different places and just flow. So I try and tap into my masculine and be very, you know, try and be more linear and mm. structured. But no, but it's refreshing because our world wants us to be strategic, linear, step by step, formulated. Mm. And yeah, it's it's such a process to learn how to operate in the feminine. And like you said, when you were talking about being in your body and I was just imagining, you know, dance and moving meditations and things, I just thought, oh, I can just think of so many people I know that would hear that answer and be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> like yeah. I don't even know how, you know? Yeah. Even like your comfort level dancing with yourself alone in your home in that safe, secure structure, much less, you know, dancing in public. You know, now that things are opening back up, like, do you feel comfortable dancing in public, especially not um, imbibing in alcohol or drugs or of any kind, just like mm-hmm. sober, being that connected to your body, first of all, but also secure and confident um, and in love with your body vessel um, because it does so much for you, right? And um, it's it's a portal to sensation, to emotion, and that's all medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And moving through that uncomfortableness is, I think, the the medicine of it. For sure, yeah. Always pushing the edge of your comfort zone um, in healthy ways, you know, testing. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, my edge and my comfort zone is reels on Instagram. <laughs> They're not really my forte, uh, the format I, I don't really vibe with, but it's my edge. And it also is a way for me to tap into a different facet of my creativity. Um, yeah. So I try and get out of my comfort zone with Instagram reels every couple of months. And it always pays off. It's always so beautiful to see the alchemy that's created when I do, when I do mm-hmm. um, expand my capacity to receive. And that's also a facet of the feminine is receivership. Um, And you can even look at like physically the masculine as a phallus or penis, right? It gives, it's outward. And the feminine, we have a womb space and a vagina that is inward. It receives energy. Um, And so you can even just look at that basic anatomy and understand um, receivership, Um, of the feminine, whether that's money, whether that's pleasure, orgasms, um, Mm. praise, um, love. So that's an awesome way also to practice being in your feminine is can you receive compliments? Can you receive touch Mm. or um, anything like that? Any form of receiving. It's like they say, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? So it's it's Mm -hmm. all connected. And I think I've heard other people say the way you show up in the bedroom is the way you show up in life. Yes, yes, I say that all the time. (laughs) And especially as it pertains to business. If you're a female businesswoman or entrepreneur, um, I just posted about this today, but I can really tell just even through a screen on Instagram how connected a woman is to her feminine. Um, I can tell if she 
is just dry and burnt out and overly masculine. And masculine is like the fire and the feminine is like water. And so you can almost see the aridness, the, the dryness um, energetically, but also physically in a woman. And, you know, being in your masculine all the time and never embodying your feminine is really tough on your womb space too. And I mean, you can attest to that, you know, mm-hmm. with womb work that you do too. Um, we have that in common. And it's, it's so reflected in your physical body, but also your energy and your aura as a woman and how flourishing your business is, how juicy, how radiant. Um, and I always say like your aura is your algorithm, you know, mm-hmm. and your business strategy. Like for me, that's half of my business is energy. You know, um, if I'm vibrant, if I'm radiant, like I don't want to buy something from someone that's just dried out or like doesn't seem um, excited about life or vibrant or radiant. Um, So personally, that's my experience in business with the feminine. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so true. But the sad thing is most people talk about business from purely the strategy perspective and for female biology that just doesn't nourish us. No, not at all. And that's not really how our womb spaces work, right? We don't, our wombs aren't necessarily linear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ebbs and flows. Our energy ebbs and flows. Our emotions ebb and flow. And it's learning to work with that and with your body instead of against it. Um, and I know you teach this too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, strategy in the masculine, especially in business, is one half, and it's such an integral half of business. Um, you you can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. or else dysfunction, disease starts to be created. Um, but it's it's about balancing that. You know, how is your life force energy? How is your pleasure? How's um, your are you being at all instead of doing all the time um, until you hit a wall or you get sick or you get burnt out or you flip out on your partner or your children, you know? Um, so yeah, it's this beautiful balance and I call it inner union between your masculine and feminine um, internally. And like I said, also mirrored externally, especially in relationships. Hey friend, you've heard me talk about seed cycling and why it is my favorite all-natural and food-based approach to hormone balance. Nourishing your hormones doesn't have to be complicated and that's why I'm so excited to partner with Funkit Wellness. Created by a dietitian and with ingredients that are organic, non-GMO and vegan, Funkit Wellness's seed cycling kits have been part of my daily routine for the last year. Funkit Wellness makes it easy to start seed cycling. With free shipping on all subscriptions, you'll never have to worry about running out of seeds. Every month, there'll be a beautiful package waiting for you on your doorstep. Wondering how simple seed cycling really can be? With Funkit Seed Cycling Kits, simply grab two tablespoons of Nurture during days 1 through 14 of your cycle and two tablespoons of Radiate during days 15 through 28 of your cycle. That's it. It really is that simple to support your hormones and your cyclical health, especially if you've been struggling with PMS, bloat, cyclical acne, or irregular periods, it's time to give seed cycling a try. Go to the link in the show notes below or visit funkitwellness.com and take 15% off your order with code DRC15. That's funkitwellness.com with code DRC15. Yes, well, that was the perfect segue because I was just going to ask probably a way some women measure their own inner masculine and feminine kind of scale is in their relationship. You know, maybe they feel like they're fighting for 
the power. They feel like they're fighting to have rigidity and a schedule and really specific plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, when people feel like their relationship is starting to suffer because they don't know how to be or relax or receive or be in pleasure, how do you start? I think it is examining your relationship to the feminine and also, you know, seeing if your partner is open to exploring their own inner polarity of their masculine and feminine energy, because it doesn't matter what gender you are, you have these energies within you and they're accessible. Um, And so it's, it's, first of all, the feminine, you could almost compare it to your inner child or just children in general. Um, It's, she's really all about play and receiving love. You know, when you're a child, everything is magical. You're playing all the time. Hopefully you're receiving love from your caregivers. Um, It's just about being in the moment, being present and looking at things in wonder with fresh eyes. That is the feminine. And so looking at your own relationship to that in juxtaposition to your masculine as a woman. Um, But also, you know, it takes two to tango. And so for men, I do a little bit of men's work, um, but not a lot. Um, But a book I recommend for men and also women to read as well, because especially if you're single as a woman and trying to call in your soulmate or a partner, um, is The Way of the Superior Man Mm -hmm. by David Data. So, so good. Um, It really teaches masculinity to men and healthy masculinity. And I think, you know, toxic masculinity, you know, the term, in essence, is actually a lack of masculinity. Right. It's it's men being in their wounded feminine, right? Or their wounded masculine, which is can be controlling. So for women, being in your um, wounded masculine looks like being overly controlling and rigid, like you were speaking about, um, not being able to just relax, not being able to receive pleasure, um, forcing a lot, hustling a lot, grinding a lot. Um, without any self-care and women in their wounded feminine also shows up as being people pleasing, having no boundaries, not being able to speak your truth, Mm -hmm. not being able to tap into your power or your sensuality, sexuality, not being able to orgasm. Um, And the same goes for men. You know, they can be in their wounded feminine or their wounded masculine or healthy masculine, healthy feminine. So, yeah, in relationship, it takes two to tango. Um, but really starting for the woman with your ability to receive and your connection to your body mm-hmm. and how body-based you are um, and how connected you are to your emotions. And, um, you know, I always say a relationship is only as healthy as the unhealthiest one of you. <laughs> um, and so doing the work, Um, especially before you even get into a relationship container is ideal. Um, And focusing on balancing your own masculine and feminine energies before you meet someone. Um, And it also affects the quality of partner you start to attract. Um, It's definitely in congruence with um, the level of growth that you have cultivated, the level of consciousness you've cultivated. Um, So, 
there's so much to go into with that. There's so, so many directions. And I love talking about masculine and feminine polarity within and without. Yeah, it's fascinating. I would guess mm-hmm. most women, if they're honest, feel like they're leaning a little too much into their masculine because that feels safer and more, yeah. you know, the the feeling of control gives that false sense of safety. Yes. And, you know, that's something I wanted to mention too is the feminine can only be embodied and can only flourish and bloom like a flower as much as the masculine provides the safety, the container for that to happen. So mm-hmm. if you're a very masculine woman, like I myself was a couple years ago before I started this work, um, very imbalanced, very yang, very masculine. Um, I really had to do the work to balance myself. Um, but in my masculine, I kept attracting all these feminine men, um, wounded feminine men. And I was like, why does this keep happening? This Mm -hmm. is not what I want. This is not what makes me happy. And eventually the more work I did, I understood it was because I was so in my masculine that whoever, whoever I was with had no choice, but to be in the feminine. Mm. Um, And so the opposite goes as well. So, you know, that's why I mentioned being with a partner who can also balance their masculine feminine energies. Cause you can't possibly be in your feminine if it's not safe. If your man isn't providing the structure or the security or the safety, um, or just the container for you to be in that space, you know? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. This has got to be, a common reason, you know, a lot of women, at least, you know, by the time they come to me because they feel like their hormones are out of balance, then they express Mm. things like vaginal dryness. They feel like they have no libido. They don't want to be touched. Like having sex is the furthest thing from their to-do list. And I wonder Mm. if it, some of it manifests from this feeling like that polarity has really burnt out. Within yeah. And in the relationship, yeah. you know, like the, that zest or chemistry that was once there is like evaporated. Yes, for sure. And like I said, we have these energies within us. And if we go swing from one side, one extreme to the other, you know, overly masculine, overly feminine, eventually dis-ease, a lack of ease in your body, your spirit, your soul will start to manifest, whether that's vaginal dryness, PCOS, whatever, Um, especially these womb issues, you know, they're directly connected to your feminine energy um, as much as any other physical issue that, you know, may occur. So it's, oh, I'm blanking on your question again. (laughs) It's so feminine. (laughs) It's good. Um, The polarity, like specifically between you and your partner, I guess what would be one of the most powerful ways to keep that polarity and that fire really vibrant so that sexual attraction remains really high and that safety and receiving energy exudes? Yes. So in lieu of you both doing the work, right, to balance both your masculine and feminine energies and being able to tap into and change masculine or feminine energies within yourself, depending on the situation, aside from that, um, is taking space. So it's very true the opposites attract, as I've mentioned, with masculine and feminine polarity. Mm -hmm. You could think of it as two magnets, 
Um, and if you're both being in your feminine or both being in your masculine, it, you're going to repel each other just like the same sides of a magnet do. Um, and so spaciousness for you both to cultivate whatever energy you want to be in the most. So for me and my partner, I'm primarily in my feminine and he's primarily in his masculine, um, excluding certain situations, right? So in that space apart, whether that's an actual trip where I go with my girlfriend um, or, you know, he goes and does whatever he needs to do and cultivates his masculine energy, um, we're both being in our essence separately. Mm -hmm. And it magnifies that natural feminine energy within me, magnifies his natural masculine energy. And so when we come together, it's 10 times more magnetic. Um, and so that I call it a polarity pause. It can be extreme as, like I said, taking a trip, or it could just be, you know, if you both work from home, um, going to work in a coffee shop that mm -hmm. day and seeing what that does to your sexual polarity and attraction. Um, but it's, you know, no one, okay, I'll say a masculine man doesn't want to date another man. Right. So if you're in your masculine as a female, like I said, it's going to be hard to attract a masculine dude for long term, like longevity wise in a relationship. Um, and so that's where this natural balance internally really comes in. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense. Yes, it totally <laughs> does. It totally does. Yeah, I, I remember one of your Instagram posts you did where you talked about and you called it the polarity pause. Where you, like you said, you intentionally take space and it spoke to me and it also made me wonder if that's why in the last, you know, 18 months or so, why there's been so many relationship breaks, breakups and divorce, you know, people have had to be together all the freaking mm -hmm. time. There's been no space anymore. And I think some people realized that wasn't no, you know, it was no longer in alignment for them. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think um, there has been an increase in divorce and breakups over the past year and a half since COVID and since mm -hmm. lockdowns when people had, especially people who are working full time and nine to five, who naturally had that space apart, were forced to be with one another um, and be able to really see each other um, and not be able to disassociate as much or throw yourself into work. Um, and I always say you can't have a healthy relationship without shadow work. And so being with someone all the time um, brings out your shadow aspects um, and shadow aspects are these aspects that um, we don't really like and that are attached to shame um, or guilt and um, our partner will naturally mirror back to us these things um, and so if you have this relationship where you rarely spend a lot of time together and all of a sudden you're you know thrown together um, you have to confront each other and confront maybe these residual issues in your relationship that have been there for years. And so I think that's a lot of what happened too during COVID over the past year and a half and why so many people have gotten divorces and, and have separated. Um, so that's just my personal perspective. Yeah, well, I think it's spot on. People couldn't hide mm. from the issues yeah. anymore. They had to face it. And, you know, be stuck literally in the same space as someone else for at least a few months of that. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. hmm. So when you do your polarity pause, 
Do you feel like just an afternoon sometimes is enough to realign the polarity or do you like more than a day, a couple days? I think it depends on, I think polarity pauses can be maintenance. So for me, even just going to a Pilates class, because me and my partner both uh, work from home. Mm -hmm. We did even prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we were already used to spending so much time together and we're bestest friends um, and our inner children just play with each other all the time. Um, But, you know, even now just taking and leaving the house, taking a Pilates class for like an hour, running errands um, is enough. And that is maintenance. Mm -hmm. But if there's a huge issue, um, or you keep having these issues that you can't figure out why taking a longer polarity pause, um, is an idea, you know, going, like I said, on a road trip with your girlfriend or even going by yourself, you know, getting a cabin for the night or two nights, um, and just feeling that separateness and exploring your own inner world without distraction or interference from your partner, um, can be super, super nourishing for long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I haven't done yeah. as much of that. So that's why that post really stood out to me. And but it's true yeah. when I think of the moments I have gone somewhere else for a night or something, our relationship is like honeymoon phase. Again, when we come back together. Yeah, you miss each other, mm-hmm. right? You yearn for each other. Um, and I always say like the honeymoon phase isn't a phase like you can cultivate that your whole relationship. I think of a relationship is like a car. You know, it takes maintenance. You have to get the oil changed. You have to get the tires mm-hmm. rotated, tires aligned, all these different things. Um, and it's the same with a relationship. And um, I don't even really put a lot of stock in longevity, like how long a couple's been together. I really focus on the quality because you have couples who've been together 50 years and they just cannot stand each other at all. <laughs> and they don't have good communication, like all these different things. So um, longevity doesn't speak to anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and me and my partner have been together um, almost three years. Um, It it feels like 50 because of all the quantum growth we've experienced. And um, if you believe in past lives, which we do, you know, all the past lives we've been together. Um, um, So yeah, it's really about maintenance Mm -hmm. in a relationship Um, and internal maintenance, like you're each individual person doing their own inner work um, and yeah, it can be so, so beautiful. And it's such a, a relationship is such a beautiful container for growth and, um, just union, mm-hmm. you know, and I always talk about sacred sex, um, not just sex because there's a difference. It's just like, there's a difference between masturbation and self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's the level of divinity, the level of connection, the level of love, um, imbued within those two different actions. Um, so yeah, quality versus quantity (laughs) basically. Yes. Yes. I like that you just started talking about that, the difference between, yeah, sacred sex versus just moving through the motions. And maybe some people that are listening to this feel like they've never experienced, you know, the things you're talking about, like this orgasmic bliss and pleasure Mm. and, so when they move into intimacy with someone they feel safe with, are there certain things that can help them open up or de-armor to be able to receive some of these things? Yes. I'm glad you mentioned safety because safety is so important. It's really hard to have sacred sex with someone you just met mm-hmm. that night. 
you know, and that's why I really like to tout sacred sex versus casual sex um, for a lot of different reasons, um, because our womb stores energy. It stores emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, it stores disease, obviously. Um, and so looking at the quality of energy you're letting your yoni and your vagina and your womb space receive. Um, and so once you have that level of safety, um, ideally with a partner you've known for a decent amount of time um, and you've thoroughly vetted him, you know, you've tested him, um, tested his level of consciousness, his level of safety, his level of Mm -hmm. stability, of integrity. You know, he says what he's going to, he does what he says he's going to do. That's a big one in masculinity. So for the woman, it's about being in your body right? Being present because so many women stay in their head during sex and that's why they can't orgasm. It's a really basic Mm -hmm. problem. Um, And so connecting to the breath and also eye gazing with your partner before you even touch each other, just looking into each other's eyes and breathing. You can even put a hand on each other's hearts. Um, And you'll find too, long-term partners, their breath and their biorhythms and their heartbeat starts to sync up um, like me and my partner, if we come into close contact, our breath syncs up. Just it's auto- it's automatic now. We don't even notice it. Um, but you can cultivate that before you have sex to increase the safety, increase the intimacy, increase the soul connection, um, so that when you have sex, it's a communion almost with God, because you're seeing the God or the divinity in your partner. Um, especially through the eyes, you know, the eyes are the seat of the soul. Mm-hmm. So um, that and also, yeah, breath work. And um, there's a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Man that I think every man should also read. <laughs> so that really helps because, again, it takes two to tango. It's not just about the woman. It's not all her responsibility. Um, so, yeah, those couple things, just basic foundational level really really can help amplify and step up your sex life from just like rubbing genitals together just to get off (laughs) to it being almost a meditation and again like I said a way to commune with God and I always say that um you know sex there's this creative life force energy and ideally the whole evolutionary purpose is to create a child, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not creating a child with that life force energy, what are you creating together? You know, and that's where manifestation comes in. Um, But even just, you know, what type of energy are you cultivating between one another while you're engaging in this and taking it not just to the physical body, but also to the soul and the spirit as well. Um, And it's a whole other level of high that you get when you access this type of level of sex. Um, It's basically tantric, Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't really like labels. So I don't really use that word that often, but um, versus, like I said, just getting off and rubbing genitals together. Mm -hmm. Sounds totally next level and delicious. (laughs) And yeah, like you said, if you just tap into your breath, sync your breath with one another, look into each other's eyes, have a deeper intention and um, really seek to connect just not, not just on a physical level. Yeah. How could sex not be divine? Right. Yeah. It's, there's so much potentiality there. And 
you know, something else to consider is, um, like I said, a woman's, you know, relationship with her own body. Like, do you even know what you like Mm -hmm. to even be able to communicate that to your partner? Right. Um, Have you explored your yoni? Have you even looked at your yoni or your labia, you know, your outer lips? Have you ever self-pleasured? Those things are really important. And also, you know, the safety, the level of safety that the masculine, whoever's choosing to be in the masculine can create dictates the level of pleasure the woman can receive. So for instance, um, I was in a lot of relationships prior to my current one, um, which is my soulmate, my life partner, a future husband. And I obviously I've always been able to orgasm, but it was only to a certain extent mm-hmm. and only to a certain depth spiritually as well. Um, and was not able to access soul level. And when I met my partner, it was just next level. I was able to achieve cervical orgasms, which are like mm-hmm. the creme de la creme <laughs> of all orgasms. You know, yeah. you have the clitoral, which is so easy. Uh, you have vaginal, you have G-spot, you have cervical. Um, and that's like the pinnacle. And if you look at the cervix, like it's the entrance to your womb space. Mm-hmm. It's a portal, right? Um, and so but it takes a certain level of safety and devotion to de-armoring your cervix to get her to relax and open and surrender. So that's also a facet of the feminine is surrender. How much can you just let go? How much can you not have to control and force and push um, in life, in business, in your relationship, but also um, your cervix and also in sex. So um yeah, when you're able to really tap in to everything I've been talking about, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can achieve these beautiful cervical orgasms, which are literally next level. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like doing shrooms or something, <laughs> but natural, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. And they can only be achieved with that immense safety because the cervix is tapping into everything, the energy of the entire experience. Yes, exactly. It's the feeling, the feminine, the emotion, the senses, mm-hmm. all of it. And you can even make it like our love making is ritualistic, like all light candles all over the room. We'll play music, mm-hmm. um, all these different things to amplify it, to make it, you know, like I said, not just rubbing genitals together, but almost a ritual um, and communion with one another and a spiritual experience. Yeah. Beautifully yeah. said. I just I feel more in my feminine just talking to you right now. I don't, maybe people listening will feel the same thing where you just kind of feel like you want to sway and move and like be fluid. Yes, yes. I'm so glad it's rubbing off on you. I feel it. Yeah, that's basically the feminine. Like if you were to visualize it, it's just a woman swaying. Yeah. You know, if you've ever seen Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. she will just like rotate in one direction and just sway in a circle Mm -hmm. and very slow. And that's also a really good indicator of how feminine someone is, is how fast they dance. You know, like the feminine is slow. She's sensual. She's feeling everything, all the energies, all the sensations. So is your dancing like rowdy and like jumping up and down and like just all everywhere? Or is it you're really feeling every muscle in your body moving to create the dance that you're embodying. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually a practice I take some of my clients through is sensual dancing, 
you know, um, really anchoring into your body and every cell of your body and imbuing it with the energy of the movement you're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's so much. (laughs) That's homework, everybody. Go dance. Yes. Really slow. Yes, dance slow. And sensual. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I so agree with you. The nights that I do turn on some music and just move and without any attachment to what it's going to look like, like maybe it'll be on the floor the whole time, or maybe I'll be standing. Mm. Those are the days that I feel the most clarity and presence. And yet it's funny. Yes. Sometimes we know what we need and maybe it's our mind. I don't know, but sometimes we're like, it's like we cock block ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually have a whole Instagram post about that. And I use that term cock blocking yourself as a woman Mm. um, while you're dating. You know, like if you're overly in your masculine, it's like you have this like warrior energetically standing behind you that every man has to face, you know. Um, And sometimes we can out masculine men as women. Like we've gotten so good at embodying our masculine um, that we've gotten more masculine than them because we have this underlying, these, you know, intuitive feminine gifts too, that we're just unconscious of. So it's like, we have the best of both worlds, but also, you know, overly masculine and controlling, forceful hustling. Um, and so that's why I mentioned it takes two to tango. Cause it's also the men learning how to really anchor in their masculine and, You know, masculine isn't just like, oh, he's big and he has a beard or whatever, (laughs) you know, like, no, it's, it's the energy. It's the level of consciousness and presence and integrity that a man can bring to the relationship, to the container, to the, to any situation. Um, And a really tangible example of this is boundaries Mm -hmm. Um, for men and women, but particularly men in relationship, like. How comfortable is he setting boundaries with himself and with other people around him with work? Um, Because I get a lot of women messaging me, asking me, how do I get my partner to stop liking pictures of sexy women on Instagram or messaging other women, Um, especially the messaging other women? And my reply is always like, why are you even, why is this even a question? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you, um, why would this even be an issue? Because if you as a woman had, set your boundaries and said, what is okay? What's not okay? What's a non-negotiable in a relationship? What you value? This wouldn't come up, but it's also having this conversation with your partner um, and showing and letting him know how it makes you feel. And then looking at his follow through, is he just going to talk or is he actually going to take masculine action and do something about it? Set a boundary, have a tough conversation, whatever that looks like. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a really good facet of the masculine too, is boundaries. Mm. That is so powerful. I've never thought of it exactly that way, but I dated someone years ago who would message his exes all the time. Mm, and mm-mm. I was definitely, no. I know, but I was definitely operating <laughs> in like the very wounded feminine at that time. And I was super young and just, I yeah. had no idea, but, um, and yeah, when you said that, I was like, wow, I would in my wounded feminine react to that, but I never put my foot down and said, oh, hell no, you know? And so he kept doing yeah. it. He thought it was okay. And so this is mm. wild. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, like you've been in a relationship for a while and this starts happening for one reason or another, um, either you just haven't had that conversation or set those boundaries up front because when you get into a relationship, it's, 
your job to show someone how to treat you mm-hmm. and what you will or will not tolerate or accept. Like I said, non-negotiables and what you value. Um, so if that conversation doesn't happen, stuff like that's, you know, the lack of boundaries starts to leak into the, into the relationship. Um, but, you know, when you have to have difficult conversations or when you're upset as a woman who wants to embody her feminine in the relationship, what's helpful is not to talk to your man about it, not to be heady and logical about it, but to show him physically how it makes you feel in your body. You know, mm-hmm. do you close? Do you contract? Do you shy away from him? Do you not want to be touched by him? Because a lot of the male brain, all of our brains work like this, but specifically the male brain works in the nonverbal realm and visual realm. So um, talking is one thing, but showing him physically how things are making you feel like if he's driving unsafe, you know, showing how you feel in your body, not just screaming at him and like chastising him but showing him how unsafe you physically feel. And that normally gets results 10 times faster (laughs) Um, in a relationship. Yeah. And it's practicing being in your feminine, right? Because again, the feminine's feeling, it's the nonverbal, it's the sensing. It's not the thinking or the talking necessarily. So that's a really easy way to practice being in your feminine in a relationship is showing and embodying it's almost like acting you know mm-hmm. as an actress would and in the beginning when you start to try and practice what I'm talking about right here it has to be almost exaggerated like acting um and then it gets more subtle and your partner gets used to just witnessing how you feel about certain situations um and don't get me wrong talking communication is so important but it can only take you so far And it's a balance between both, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's also another easy way to um, emote and evoke boundaries from the masculine as a feminine being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's all. I've never heard that before. That's a whole other interesting, like, plot twist in all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. It's really fun. But it takes being in your body, mm-hmm. you know, being connected to your own sense of safety and feeling and all of that. So yeah, it's a fun one to practice. So it sounds like that's like the biggest thing that we've talked about in this episode is to tap into your body and allow yourself to get out mm-hmm. of your mind and overthinking things and controlling things and tapping back into your pelvis and your womb. And so you mentioned dance. Um, Mm, I think I've seen you mention, um, breast massage on Instagram as another way. Yes. Yes. Breast. I do that every morning almost. It's my favorite practice because, um, if you're familiar with, um, the chakra system energetically and interestingly, the chakra system, um, um, in Eastern tradition directly aligns with the developmental stages of children, um, So that's a really fun thing to dig into if you haven't already. Um, But in terms of energetics, your breasts are in your heart chakra. They're directly connected to your heart, to your thymus gland too. Um, And so I call the the breasts like the antlers of the heart or the antenna, basically. And for women, our positive pole, which means it's easy to turn on, are our breasts, is our heart space, is our emotion. Um, 
And for men, it's the opposite. It's their penis. It's their mm-hmm. um, phallus. And so, um, and their negative pole is their heart space. That's why it's so easy for them to get turned on so fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, it's the opposite, heart space. And that's why I talk a lot about um, on my social media is opening the feminine through the heart as a man. You know, if you are really trying to get a woman into bed, <laughs> you know, which, you know, I'm not condoning, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> trying to sleep with a woman for no reason. But um, the best way to do that is to open our hearts. You know, if you open our hearts, our yonis automatically open. And so breast massage is, like I said, connected to the heart chakra, the heart space, um, which is the center of love, unconditional love for yourself and compassion, empathy, unconditional love for others around you. So opening up your heart space, your positive pole as a woman is a really easy way to start to turn on your womb space, your um, sexuality, your sensuality, um, in your pelvis, in your vagina. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend that. I have rituals on my website, um, but also de-armoring your vagina too, or in your cervix. And I also have a ritual for that. And that is the one that is my best seller and the one that is so popular because it is so palpable, the shifts, because our vaginal walls our cervix, our womb space, it's musculature, it's tissue. And just like any other muscle or tissue in your body, you know, your quads, your glutes, your rhomboids, your upper back, um, emotion can be stored there and tension can be cultivated. And so it's just like if you were to do yoga for any other part of your body, that's what de-armoring is for your vagina. Mm. Um, And those really sensitive vaginal walls, your really, really tough armored cervix, um, so that's a beautiful practice to connect with your womb, but also um, to cultivate more sensuality and sexuality in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. Beautiful. Well, those are some epic tools for people to get started if they feel like they want to lean more into their feminine and they're ready to live a life that's more pleasurable and sensual and I think as soon as people look at your Instagram, they'll feel that what it looks like to just embody that as your everyday sense of being. Yes. And, you know, I embody a lot of that, but it's not to say that I don't embody my masculine ever. You know, mm-hmm. if I didn't, nothing would get done. <laughs> like I wouldn't have a successful business. That's for sure. Totally. Um, the house would be a mess, like all <laughs> these different things. Um And um, I can tell when I'm overly in my feminine, when I don't, like, it takes so much for me to work out or move my body um, other than dancing, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, like to go to a Pilates class. But sometimes I need that masculine. I need that force. I need that, um, that structure um, and strategy. But, you know, I am mainly in my feminine a lot, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I would say 80% of the time. And that really does come through in my my Instagram, you could feel the energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just exuding balance. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm very like I said, my natural state is masculine um, for a lot of different reasons, and I've worked hard to balance that over the past couple years. So I'm always going to have that residual masculine energy there. I don't have to work hard to be masculine. If I was a wounded feminine woman who couldn't set boundaries, was people pleasing had trouble taking action, then yeah, 
you know, but that's not my problem and hasn't been my problem in the past. It's being in my feminine. So there's always going to be this natural balance that occurs whenever I embody my feminine because my default is masculine. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a quiz on my website, on my blog on how to tell what your default energy is. If you're more masculine, more feminine. Um, and that's really popular and really, really fun. Um, if you're unsure, like where you lie on the polarity scale, it's really enlightening and really fun. Mm, I haven't done that yet. Okay. I am headed there in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. And you can get your partner to take it too. And that will be even more enlightening too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. It's a fun way to bond too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This has been such a beautiful conversation, Victoria. I really, really appreciate the work you do in the world. And um, I think everyone will too, as soon as they start to connect with your work more. So if someone's hearing this conversation and is really inspired to reach out, where can they connect with you, work with you and beyond? I would love, love, love to connect with them. Um, my main portal of energy output is really Instagram. It's definitely my my main platform and modality. Um, always on stories, sharing free content, free wisdom, um, and my feed posts too. So it's my handle. My username is at sign Victoria Whitley, double Y at the end. Um, and I'm sure you'll link that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like I said, my website, my blog has so many resources on it. Um, and you can find all my rituals, all my workbooks on things like um, masculine feminine balance, um, being in your body and pleasure and sensuality on there as well. And that's just victoriarichman.com. Um, and those are the two main places that I am always at in sharing my energy. So I would love to connect with anyone who resonates. Amazing. I'm sure you're going to have a stampede. So just be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Come one and all. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive you. Yay. Well, they're ready too. Again, thank you so much. And for everyone listening, if you love this episode, you can tag Victoria and I at Menstruation Queen and at Victoria Whitley and let us know what you learned from this episode and what you may be implementing. We'd be grateful to hear from you. And otherwise, friends, we will see you next week. Bye.